Women Offshore was started just over a year ago. Since then, it has been a pleasure meeting women all over the world who are passionate about working on the water. Today, I'm speaking with three women in Singapore from my Houston, Texas studio. These women are industry leaders. This is the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Cedeno, a mariner and founder of Women Offshore. Women Offshore is an online organization and resource center supporting a diverse workforce on the water. Today, I'd like to welcome Hege Solstad from Oslo, Norway. She has 30 years of experience in shipping and logistics. Hege is a known figure in shipping from her many years in the industry in Norway, Middle East, and Asia. Jody Rybel is from Brisbane, Australia, and has 21 years experience in health and safety within manufacturing, distribution, mining, and shipping. She is the vice president for QHSSE and ships agency operations globally in Wilhelmsman. And Maria Skog from Trondheim, Norway. She has six years in the shipping industry and is a global manager of Wilhelmsman's inside sales desk project coordinating the ship's agency sales and operations process of port calls for spot customers. These three women have varied knowledge of shipping and logistics in the Asia-Pacific area, and as they have worked across global markets, their skill sets in Wilhelmsman offers to support and maintain owners and operators in shipping and offshore. Hega, Jody, and Maria, welcome to the Women Offshore Podcast. Thank you, Ellie. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you. Please start out by describing what a ship's agent is and what kind of services are provided. Um, 85% of the work of a ship agent is actually done prior to the vessel arriving in the port. It is a lot of coordination and preparation, and the coordination is, uh, uh, is of course, related to, um, to the port authorities and alerting uh, everybody uh, about the ships that, that is coming in. So it's a lot of um, details that needs to be attended to, and you also have to be uh, 24/7 attendance because obviously ships they come and go at any time of the day. Um, so that is a lot of the work that a ship agent do, obviously. So when the ship then arrives in the port or at anchorage, uh, whatever it is, uh, then it's more the, the physical part where you go and you present the, um, uh, the documents that are needed um, either to, to the captain or, and, and to the port authorities, so, so all parties are aware of uh, the content, the cargo content, um, etc. So those kind of details is, is done physically after the, the ship uh, is in port or at Anchorage. Anything you want to, to add to that? No, I think that probably describes us or describes the shipping agent, yes. Yeah. Why would someone want to become a ship's agent? I think you have to love variety in your in your work, but more importantly, I think you need to have a passion for the industry or at least a passion for international trade. 
Um, you know, the, the vast majority of the work is done with people outside of your own country. So if you really enjoy working with other cultures and working with people, then I think a shipping agent is, is a job for you. Um, but you really need to have that sort of passion for that type of industry in order to be a great shipping agent. Um, yeah, I think uh, we always look for people with some sort of shipping background, but it doesn't necessarily have to come from shipping. I found some people who have been come from a logistics background, um, you know, or within the supply chain of uh, um, industry. So they they come with those sort of set of skills and understanding of what this sort of international global trade looks like, and they can uh, become very good shipping agents. Um, but I think um, uh, having the skills and in regards to coordination and um, attention to detail is probably one of the key elements to being a great shipping agent. Okay. Do you find that women gravitate towards this position? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, I was uh, having a discussion earlier with um, Hager when um, women actually are very good ship agents because they're very attentive to detail. Uh, so they, they make very good shipping agents and that, that sort of coordination and preparation that needs to be done, as Hager said, 85% of the work is done before the ship arrives. So you need to have really good preparation skills and time management skills in order to be a really great ship agent, yes. It sounds like it's a very challenging career. Yes, it can be. I think it's um, because we have such a diverse workplace as well. Um, you know, we have an office environment, but then you have to go down to the ship as well. So you have to interact with the terminals and, and all the other um, stakeholders within the industry. I mean, shipping agent is like, I guess, the centre of of a port call. So we interact with so many stakeholders when that vessel is in port or coming into port. So, um, you know, that makes it very interesting and, and very diverse in regards to our work environment. Okay. Do you know what percentage of ship agents at Wilhelmsman are women? We don't have these figures, actually, but we have that says how many women we are in Wilhelmsen, whether it's uh, whether they are working in an office or on board or whatever, and uh, that is about 36% of women. And uh, in higher position, it's about 17%. Um, so that kind of follows the, um, uh, at least in Norway, it's very representative for, for a Norwegian, typical Norwegian company. Uh, we do have offices in the world where we have the majority of women. Like in the Philippines, uh, for example, we have uh, uh, that's uh, that's a country where um, everything is run by the women. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's uh, it, it's uh, a little bit of a um, yeah, it's a bit strange uh, because it's such a male-dominated uh, environment. But in the Philippines, it's, it's to the contrary, it's uh, mm. dominated by females. And I think also we have quite a few women in Australia and like Jody said earlier that uh, they find them to be very good ship's agent because of their uh, they're attentive to details and they do the preparation in, in a very thorough way um, so yeah, yeah it, it works well but I think also that a lot of women see a ship agent as a typical male um, 
environment. Environment, yes, in a male position, because they think about ships and going to the dock, etc. They don't really know that 85% of the work is done from an office desk. So mm. maybe women don't find that as attractive as men does. Okay. I could think of that as a very fun job. You get to leave the office and head out to the yard, go on ships. Yeah. yeah. We, we, um, just to elaborate a little bit further on Kager, we actually, um, in Australia, we had a, a really big uh, resource boom and a lot of the labour went into the mining industry or the resource sector. And what we found was um, we were very short, our unemployment was very low and we were scraping for, for people to, to or labour in general across all industries. But what we found is um, our increase in female uh, shipping agents um, during this period exploded. So we had some ports, like Hager said, the Philippines. We had some ports in Australia which are very male-dominated because they're very uh, remote and it's very much a mining industry, but the majority of the shipping agents are females. So we actually seen this explosion of uh, shipping agents in regards to females in the workforce, and it was at that time that we realised, you know, Female shipping agents are very good. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) In the sea of ships agents that are all around the world, what sets Wilhelmsman apart from other companies? Ships agencies, uh, majority of ship agencies around the world is dominated by smaller companies, like we we call them the mom and pop shop uh, in in various countries. So they're very small agencies, and, and they probably... Combined, they dominate uh, this market with about 8%. And then we have the big global ones like Wilhelmsen. Uh, we have an, a couple of other competitors as well that we consider global. And, and I think that is what uh, sets us apart uh, from uh, the majority, obviously, because we are a global organization. We have uh, companies around the world and we follow a certain standard for everything that we do. So we have global standards for everything. Um, We have a very solid company um, and a lot of the smaller shipping agencies, of course, uh, that is family-based. They don't have that kind of uh, solidity. Um, We have also a lot of focus on governance and safety, and we find that the smaller agencies, they don't have those kind of standards that, that we have. So that really sets uh, the global shipping agent apart from the majority of the smaller shipping agencies around the world. Looking at your line of work, how is safety taken into consideration? Um, uh, we have a really strong focus on safety, um, as Haker said, uh, within Wilhelmsen and especially inside ships agency. Um, as we mentioned before, the work environment changes all the time for our agents. So one moment they're behind a desk, the next they're down at a terminal, they could be hopping onto a launch um, and going out to a vessel. And sometimes it, this is the first time they've been on that type of vessel or even that, that vessel in general. So the environment is always changing um, for our shipping agents. So we really have, uh, we have such a strong focus on safety and making sure that they understand the risks um, so we introduced a program uh, a couple of years ago called Take Five, uh, which is about making the ship 
being able to uh, take five, basically sit back and have a think about what the job is, look at what the risks are before they go ahead and do it. And it was just because we know their environment changes all the time. So it was to give them this sort of um, inbuilt, uh, you know, beacon to make them think about what they're doing before they go ahead, before they step on that gangway or or hop on that launch. Um, so I think that is always, um, from, from a safety perspective, we, we have such a strong focus in regards to that. Okay. Yeah, I really like that. How do you see safety culture evolving in the industry beyond the Take 5? We we um, we see that it's not just us. I mean, we can't be a silo in regards to safety. So we can't just sit here and say, oh, this is our safety standard and this is what we're going to do. So we realise to improve safety for our, us is also about improving safety for the industry as well. Um, so, you know, we have... We have a um, two-man launch policy in our own organisation um, as well as um, our customers who work with us. So, for example, we, we will not engage a launch provider um, unless there is a two-man uh, uh, crewman on board because um, we see in some parts of the world they may they don't have a regulation so they will only have one crewman um, but for Wilhelmsen it's always a two-man launch always um, and that's just that's the safety for us and also for the crew that come um, you know who are hopping on those launches for our customers as well so we see it's it's a holistic view in regards to safety not just our own safety it's an industry safety. So let's talk about technology. How has technology evolved over the last decade in your line of work? Is this something that has made your job easier or would you say harder? <laughs> no, I think uh, it's, it's still amazing the amount of paper uh, this industry is uh, is producing. Um, but apart from that, uh, yes, I think uh, technology has helped us um, in many ways. Using a smartphone, for example, is so much easier if you have a ship agent who's uh, on board or in the port, they can just take a picture and they can send it to the customer's office somewhere on the other side of the world to explain um, if there's a damage or, or something of that nature. It helps to the communication with the customers a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have also online system with customs, for example, in most countries. So, so there, is, um, there is technology that has helped us uh, quite a bit, I would say. Um, but it's more on the communication side, whether you're communicating with your customer, with the port authorities or customs and, and things like that. Um, and of course, we have some um, internal systems uh, that we are using, the ERP systems. That is helping, but uh, apart from that, I don't really see other technology uh, yet that uh, that is helping us. And it's a lot of uh, paper that is required in, in a lot of countries still, and a lot of stamping and a lot of uh, signatures, etc. Gotcha. I was looking around your website and I came across this term, virtual agent. Is that just one of the tools that you utilize to communicate with your clients? Yes, 
It is. It's more like a communication system um, for us and, and where we can communicate with our customers. Yeah, it's, a, it's an online platform that yeah. allows the customer to in, um, get information in regards to their port call yeah. online as opposed to through the agent, correct? Yeah. But if you were looking around our website, you might have seen some information in regards to um, uh, we're doing some trials in for drones uh, here in Singapore. Uh, so I, you know, if you're really interested in what that is, and we've uh, just announced a an agree, no, not really agreement, but a working relationship with Airbus. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Two so I encourage people to go on yeah. our website and actually have a look at that article because it's quite interesting. It's very much uh, a, a thought process. Uh, there's a lot of trials that need to be done, um, and we're just looking at that sort of delivery of um, small parcels out to vessels offshore as opposed to putting somebody on a launch and taking them out to the vessel, um, looking at options in regards to drones. So that's a really interesting development that's only really just been announced in the yeah. last week or two. Yeah. But yeah. that's a very interesting development because it, yeah. it, it's, um, it really takes away... Um, some of the safety issues yeah. that we also have by sending people off uh, to a vessel at Anchorage or whatever. Um, and it also can drive the efficiency. efficiency. It's uh, yeah. much easier to send off a drone than to send off a person. Yeah. And, and it's quicker. So that is something that um, this industry can utilize more in the future. Yes. But as Joe is saying, it, it's also just taking off. And yes. of course, we need a lot of cooperation with the, the various governments in the various countries to make this happen as well. Yeah, but it's quite interesting. So I encourage you to, anyone that's listening, yeah. to go and have a look at that because there's some pretty fabulous yeah. uh, development there. So Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. I am going to check that out as well. There's been a lot of talk about autonomous ships as we move into autonomous shipping. How will that affect your job as a ship's agent? It, it, it really depends. Um, if, if the ship is autonomous but nothing else is, then it really doesn't affect our work at all. In fact, we actually see that increasing our scope of services um, because the, the, in theory the ship is autonomous. They probably will be in port for a little bit longer. Uh, there's no maintenance that's going to be done on shore. So for us, it's actually offshore, sorry. So there's going to be a lot of um, opportunity for us from a ship agency perspective in regards to coordination of services for these autonomous ships. But, um, but if, they, if the entire value chain becomes autonomous, then obviously that will impact us uh, greatly in regards to what sort of scope of services we're able to provide our customers with these autonomous ships. So I guess it really depends how far the autonomy goes um, to what sort of impact it would have. Because ship's agency is, or ship agents, we're, we're very much the connection between the port and the ship. Um, so unless there's no, if there's no autonomy between that, then there, you will always need a shipping agent. Um, that's just the nature of the of the business. But if they autonomise the the connection between the port and the ship, then there might be some uh, changes in the way that we um, provide the services for shipping agents. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe some husbandry services will be affected uh, yes. um, more negatively <laughs> from yeah. a ship agent point of view because. 
obviously there will not be any, any people or crew that would need any medical assistance, yeah. etc. Those kind of um, services will, uh, will disappear, I guess. Yeah. You know, there's this fear that I hear from people about losing their jobs as ships become more automated. So maybe the route they need to take is to become a ship's agent. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and I think it's a long way before they yeah. they autonomize the entire uh, supply chain from ship to port. So I think for us in shipping agents, it, it, it's an opportunity for us to increase our scope of services as opposed to the other way around. But as Hagen said, there may be changes in what we actually provide yeah. to the customer just because the, the ship will be different. Um, but I think there's an opportunity for us to change it and, and develop more scope of services um, for autonomous ships. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we'll have the uh, possibility to test it because uh, I don't know if you know, but our mother company, Willems, we have a cooperation with yeah. a, another company in Norway called Kongsberg, and we have... Um, we have developed a Masterly, which yes. is an autonomous ship that is uh, coming in in, um, in a couple of years' time. We will be testing along the Norwegian coast. So uh, we will probably have some first-hand experience in yeah. how it is to deal with an autonomous ship. It's very exciting learning about all this, seeing the future. It's good to know that you don't have to worry in the near, fu- near future that affecting your jobs. No. But I guess it's the unknowns, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, you don't know what will be next and, and what will be developed. But I think that's just the key. I mean, when you look at what we're doing from the drone uh, with the Airbus and also being involved in the autonomous shipping, uh, Hampton as a company, um, it, you know, technology and development is, is very important for us. And yeah. we do a lot in that regard. And I guess when you talked about what sets us aside and Hager yeah. was saying, uh, we're, you know, when, when the Wilhelmsen Company is not just a shipping agent, it's more than that. Um, we provide and, and involved in so much of the shipping industry. So we're very lucky to be able to, to be involved in all of these sort of things, including all the development in technology. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting. And we want to try to be in the forefront of the development and, and be as agile as we possibly can um, to to capture what is what does the future hold for us with all the changes that is coming and and the more you are part of it and the more you are out there being curious, the easier it is for us to learn how we can develop our services as well. I have one more question for you. If someone wants to become a ship's agent. What advice do you have for them to get their feet in the door? Well, I think it's with, with any other job, you need to have a lot of passion for the industry. Uh, because if you don't have passion for what you do, you will easily be, become bored and that will also shine through to, to everybody. So you need to have a passion for international trade. You need yeah. to be interested in shipping and you need to have a pretty wide horizon um, to understand our customers, etc. So um, you have to be bold, you have to be passionate, and um, and you have to be interested in uh, in the industry as as such. Um, and also, like you said earlier, um, to be attentive to processes, details, uh, that obviously helps as well. And uh, 
you need to be interested in that kind of work. So overall, Ali, we, we hope that the, the dialogue we're having here today um, and who you might be sharing it with as you go demonstrates that um, in the end of the day, we as your ship's agent, we are your ears, we are your eyes on the ground. A ship's agent has to have a strong set of organizational and communication skills. It is for the health and safety of the crew. It is for the importance for the vessel's seaworthiness, should you need repair, maintenance, and etc. as well as the importance for the, the cargo documentation. You never know what's going to happen out there. So we have a lot of compliance and standards and innovations and technologies we've discussed today to show how we hope to lead the way in the future. Absolutely. It sounds like a huge responsibility, but a very dynamic job and the future as well. It's going to be around for a while. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it will. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. I really appreciate you coming on the Women Offshore podcast and sharing your careers and what's been going on at Wilhelmsen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, Ali. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast, episode eight. What did you think of the show? Could you do me a favor? I haven't seen any ratings and reviews in iTunes in a while. If you listen to this podcast in iTunes, please go leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. On the next episode, I'm going to talk with Lauren Van Jenny. She's the editor at Women Offshore and an offshore geologist. You and I are going to hear what it's like to work offshore looking at rocks and being part of the drilling process. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.